This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 48. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm the creator of Bear Fruit, and I am here with my co-host, Adam Jarvis Tedderis. I, I, I just know we've done Jarvis before. I just know. So I, I take it. Just finished eating leftovers from Thanksgiving? <laughs> Adam Jelly Belly full wow. of wow. Uh, jostling. I just, look. You don't have to hurt my feelings. I'm just trying to give you what you asked for. <laughs> um, uh, look, the J name is is a precious thing. I understand. Sometimes I, mean, I think. Sometimes here's my theory: repetition is good because repetition is good. No, and and Jarvis. I'm did we like, do Jarvis? I don't think we. Did. I just feel like we did. Yeah. I, mean, I I don't know. Maybe this. I feel like we've been here before in this maybe. very room. Is this is this a glitch in the matrix? Is the question? It's entirely possible. That's my. That might be what this is. It's entirely possible. I'm I'm so kind of blacked out on turkey and stuffing and greens. So the second one was tomatoes, potatoes. I had hogs, dogs, lambs, rams, rabbits, rabbits. Yeah. I mean, you name it. Yeah. Zebras. Wow. Yeah. Is that legal? No. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't publish this. Don't publish this. Happy Thanksgiving day after. Same to you. How you doing, man? You know, I'm doing all right. We're recording a little bit late because we had to spend time with our families. That's right. You know, had to be able to enjoy the turkey day. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I had a good time. Oh, happy Black Friday, by the way. Oh, yeah. Happy Black Friday. Happy uh, late brown bag day. Uh, Are you buying anything today? Any like 4K televisions? Nah. Zooms, uh, uh, nah. the Nintendo Wii, you know, whatever's out there. Maybe when that, that Nintendo, is it Snap? Is that what it's called? Switch. Switch. Yeah, Switch looks cool. That Switch, whenever that, when's that coming? Next year? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I believe I that's in the, the spring of 2017, but yeah. I could be wrong about that. I'm uh, I'm looking at, this. Nintendo has a deal for the Nintendo 3DS, mm-hmm. the, the handheld. You can get it for $99 Why today. not just wait for the Switch? But I mean, it's like a whole different thing. You're right. I could just wait for the console, but you know, the DS, 3DS has a bunch of games. The new Pokemon just came out and... I'm doing it. I thought we I thought we were done with Pokemon. We haven't heard heard about anybody Pokemon. injuring themselves doing that Pokemon. That was Pokemon Go. Like that was a whole nother thing. I just really want to play that new Pokemon game. Okay. AKA Ash caught him is what I'm saying. Got you. Yeah. That's all. That's all. I've just been thinking. Oh, aka Mewtwo Chains. Okay. Huh? Okay. This just came to me. AKA Banos. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know what I mean? I've been waiting. I've been sitting on this one for a little while, but 21 Savage Dragon. Yay! Savage Dragon. 
Yeah, it's a little sundown. 21. <laughs> 21 Savage Dragon. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I suppose we ought to get into it, so we should we should thank Barefruit to begin with. Barefruit, shout out to you. Thank you, and whoever created you. Um, oh, yeah. Whoever created you, thank you for <laughs> listening a, to the show. You're a genius. You're a genius, man. You're the new Medici family. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, you get getting there. Who gonna be the Medici family? <laughs> Bear fruit back. Kanye still ain't figured it out. He's still out here trying to figure out who gonna be the Medici family. Kanye's taking a little time. I think he needs it. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Before we get into that, this podcast is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning belief into creative action and inspiring you, the listener, to do the same. So, find out more about Bear Fruit. Go to bearfruit.com. That's b three a r f r u i t dot com. Sign up for the newsletter, and right now you can take advantage of a store wide deal that we got going on 50 percent mm. off everything in the store that, no, that's the black friday deal that i was looking for 50 percent off everything about. in the store uh-huh. no disc discounts already applied it's yeah. going to be all black friday weekend from when you're hearing this now on into monday so we're mm-hmm. trying to clear out stuff get ready for the holiday season get ready for the next group of ideas that are bubbling in my head so we're trying to move this stuff out of the way so if there's anything that you had your eye on for a while anything you were checking out go ahead and grab it now i mean 50 percent yeah. off is probably the best deal that you're going to get from us. I need to get me a crew neck. Nay, no more. They sold them all. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I got some in the house. You know what I mean? Okay. I need, I need to get me another pair of them socks. Okay. There's three pairs of socks, socks left. I'm telling you right now. Three? Three pairs of socks I'm left. I need all six. Yeah. <laughs> all six <laughs> three pairs of I looked. I looked before I came in here. Three pairs of socks left on the store. So, oh internet, God. if you're listening, if you wanted some of the barefoot socks. Yo, if you're trying to make Adam Tetteris real unhappy, <laughs> you go and cop those before I can. 50% off. So, yeah, now it's time to do that. Also, check out official Comfort Junto merch, which I have a new piece that's coming up soon. Ooh. In December. Okay. In December. Mm-hmm. So, it won't be for Black Friday. It won't be for Cyber Monday, but I got a new piece coming up soon that is themed mm. with some future events. Mm. Future? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So go to... Man, I always forget what the heck... this. What is, what is the store called? Uh, it's got something to do with Yeah, we love them as a sponsor, though. It's <laughs> not, so great. Thank you for not, showing up. They're not a sponsor single at all. Time. Uh, you know what? It, 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 this is about the fact that there are a lot of different places where you can buy these drones, where you can like order... Uh, and have your own mm-hmm. custom store, and I get it twisted because I've put my I put merchandise up on a different shop before. Where'd you put it? Uh, I used to use I had a shop on Shopify, and I sold stuff through Shopify back in the day. I had a t-shirt t-shirt business that I was running. Really? And yeah. Yeah. Now, how yeah. did I not know about this? Yo, that landed me in the New Yorker. New Yorker. How come magazine. I have been in New Yorker? On the phone with Susan Orlean, the woman who wrote a book called The Orchid Thief, which was turned into a movie called Adaptation. And she wrote about my crappy T-shirt company. What up? Wow, That's it, was called, it was called What Up. No, well, not called What Up. The name of the company was called What Seiko, mm-hmm. and uh, we we produce these T-shirts based on this old Twitter account called Horse Ebooks. What? And yeah, it's a whole thing. I'm gonna save it for another episode. Okay. I mean, look, you become a sponsor right now, listener. Okay, I'm <laughs> you get I'm the give you, you that bonus content. episode. <laughs> anyway, the, the, where to get the official Campo Junto merchandise is tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash comic book Junto. That's J U N T O. So check those things out. As you can see, we need grace. And Joe, <laughs> you're going to edit this one so we sound cool, right? Joe has not, like not, e- not ever edited <laughs> one of these episodes to make us sound. Oh, well, man, you need to get the work. Ridiculous. <laughs> but Joe does a great job. Shout out to you, Joe. Yes, we thankful appreciate for you, you, man. 
And they have a Black Friday deal going on at Tee Public as well. So all tees are fit 14 bucks. Mm. So, you know, time to go do that. Good, good. All right. So uh, since we're recording today uh, on Friday, we can talk about something. Friday. Friday. Uh, we can talk about something very special. The New Weekend album. Mm. Okay. New Weekend album dropped. This morning slash it's last like night. It's like the only album that came out today. That's it. That's all. I'm, what else came out today? I don't know. I, I looked and I was like, it looks like all the albums from last week. Yeah, it does look that way. Or maybe it hasn't been updated all the way on like Except Apple for stores. Starburst. Uh, except for Starburst. Weekend Starburst. Love that candy. And let me tell you what, that joke is on point because this whole album sounds sugar-coated. Mm. But compared to some of uh, the Weekend's older stuff, uh, House of Balloons and all that stuff, like it's just not... He's going a different direction. He says there's. Uh, he's thankful for the dark period of his life, but this is the part where the light shines through. He's got okay. two jams with Daft Punk. Yeah, it's very pop centric. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very candy to me. Um, my first pass. We were talking about this earlier. Yep. For me, this whole thing sounds like the the unreleased soundtrack to a Sonic the Hedgehog game. Okay, very specific. Yeah, and the reason I'm saying this is on this album. Especially on that la- the most recent uh, uh, Daft Punk jam, mm-hmm. he sounds so much like Michael Jackson. Be careful! He sounds so much. Watch your mouth. Like the King of Pop. No, sir. Yes, he does. And Adam, look, Michael Jackson, Jarenthal Tedder. Yo, wow, <laughs> you know what it is? Michael Jackson did music for Adam. Sonic Three. Adam, and then it, Adam, it, then it, he sounds like MJ. No, man. no, I no. Fight me, okay? Adam, you fight me. Let me clarify something before Try. I get myself worked up. Try. Are you saying that this guy is comparable in talent, skill, ability? No, okay. No, no. All right this now. Is not what I said. All right. This is not what I said. Because I need the clarity. I don't don't twist my words. I'm trying to understand what you're saying. I'm saying a facsimile. He sounds like a a a, a duplicate of the sound of MJ's voice. He's hitting the same kind of notes. He has the same kind of like tone. It's not every single song. It's not mm-hmm. even the same production. But man, I'm listening to that. Uh, uh, what is that last song on the album? The I Daft Punk John. I haven't even got to it. It's, uh, I don't even know what it is. But the point is, is, is that last one sounds like a released Michael Jackson. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I think he's reaching for it on purpose. I'm going to tell you what. I, I ain't with it. No? Bring me awake in my love. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. That's the R&B that I need. Yeah. Childish Gambino, or should I say Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, Awaken My Love. Those two songs have been carrying me mm-hmm. all through November. Mm-hmm. That's about like, what, six minutes of, of pure joy. Me and your mama uh, and Redbone. Redbone. Internet, do yourself a favor. <sighs> Go ahead and listen to you. If you've never heard of Childish Gambino, first of all, shame on you. Okay. <laughs> if you never watched Atlanta, you don't like nice things. Okay? All right? Because the internet, camp, all great stuff from Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. Also, do you know this guy wrote on 30 Rock? Yeah, yeah. This guy's extremely talented. He was a writer on 30 Rock, and then they did Community together. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm finally just coming around to Community. I don't know what took me so long, but I'm watching it now, and I'm enjoying it. Yes. I didn't like Childish Gambino uh, because of the internet. It's just, for me, it was a little too much self-referential. It was a little too, like, everything was a punchline. I think it was a little, all the lyrics were very complicated. Mm. And I love Redbone. I love Me and Your Mama. That those two give me so much hope for this upcoming album. I'm ready. Ready. My my peanut butter chocolate cake and Kool-Aid. First of all, 
Let's what, talk about what how that? much sugar is going on in that, that meal. That's that that a little kid meal, like I said before. Uh, before, I, like I said before, my peanut butter chocolate cake and Kool Aid with Kool Aid. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> that's too much. That's the stuff that you know what you want. Peanut. Go ahead and eat it. <laughs> Go ahead and eat it and get sick. I ain't gonna get. Go ahead and eat it. You're like, I'm sick. Don't say nothing to me. Mm-hmm. You gonna have to sit there and deal with that. The sweetness of those two things combined create the weekend's new album because that shit is sugar. <laughs> it's made out of sugar. Oh man, see what we did. Yeah, yeah. We we have stuff to look forward to, but I, I might need to listen to the weekend a little more and grow some appreciation for it. I mean, I appreciate Kendrick's verse. Ooh. I will take an album full of Kendrick features. Oh uh, yeah, agreed. please agreed. If everybody just features, it's not even a Kendrick album. It's just an album featuring Kendrick on every song. Yes. Yeah, I'd be totally fine with that. I'm with it. He he brings everything back to life. And I, I got. I, Have you heard a bad feature from Kendrick? Like on? Can you think of one? I can't think of one. Like. Objectively I have, I have, bad. I have no. some that I like better than others. Oh others, yeah, yeah. But it's like I can't think of one like verse from Kendrick on a on somebody else's song where I'm just like, oh man, that wasn't very good. No. Anytime I see or hear Kendrick's voice, I'm just like, get ready for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Get ready yeah. to have a good time. Uh, uh, he he's drawing with um, Danny Brown. Really do. Really do is so good. Uh, I was listening to One Train the other day, mm-hmm. ASAP Rocky, mm-hmm. and and everybody on the planet is on that song. And that Kendrick verse is a lot of fun. Everything he does is good. Ugh. Yeah, I just it's time for another Kendrick we album. Need more Kendrick. And time for either Andre three thousand to put an album out or Outcast to go ahead and stop playing around. Mm-hmm. Get back with organized noise and let's just do this one mm-hmm. last time. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. Tribe did it. Tribe did it. Come on, Outcast. Thank you for the five stars and a positive comment. We know you're listening. Yeah, appreciate you, big boy. And I, I'm I'm gonna get to your tweets at some point in time. I know you got a lot of questions about comic books mm-hmm. and geek culture. Thank you so much. Yeah, let's so, get into the news. Let's get to it. All right. So, what are we talking about? Oh, you put this first. You put this first John in there. Yeah. So it, we predicted the future. No, we didn't. We talked about we something talk that somebody else it. talked about, and we <laughs> <laughs> take credit for somebody taking credit for somebody else's <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Uh, just about everything we have to report on today, I, I can say, is movie related. I've, I've always thought of Thanksgiving and the holiday times as just big movie times. So we have a lot of movie news, and we're going to try as hard as we can to keep this tight, so you can get back to your leftovers, your, your your peanut butter chocolate cake. With Kool-Aid. With Kool-Aid. Um, but we're going to run through it now. John Wick, the director of John Wick, mm-hmm. is going to direct Deadpool 2. Yes! How you feel? Yes. <laughs> That's what we wanted. Yes. Yes Gun, is the answer. Guns, guns blazing, mm-hmm. tactical movements, mm-hmm. like with comedy at the same time. I, he did a great job. Did a great job with that movie. You know, and the thing about John Wick is it's like funny on the low you know what i'm saying that's a good point like it's got comedy to it but it's got like straight-faced comedy Mm -hmm. instead of kind of like slapstick slap your knee same thing that the whole plot does the whole plot is funny when you boil it down right but john but you know keanu reeves keeps a straight face the whole time which creates that balance of like you know i know what movie i'm in Mm -hmm. i'm excited we don't have a release date but we do know that this is happening I think this is the best case scenario. If if the original director was walking off of the project, this is for me the best case scenario going forward. It doesn't end there. Next to Tarantino. Uh, next to Tarantino, right? <laughs> uh, but he's retired, man. Look, he's out. He's he keeps until saying, he's not. Yeah, until he's back. Uh, John Wick director also doing Highlander. Mm. Did you watch Highlander when you were a kid? 
I did. There could um, be only one. And there could there could be only one. Right. That's my understanding. I liked Highlander's sword. And the Highlander TV show. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I really like that show. <laughs> that was a good show. Yeah. So I'm, I'm about it. I mean, I look, I am excited about John Wick and what happened in that movie. So this director going to do other things until I see otherwise to make me think otherwise, I'm in. So I'm Agreed. with that. Agreed. He's gonna be a busy man. It seems yes, like he he's is. got a lot coming up. Uh, speaking of busy men, yes. Martin Scorsese, one of the best, one of the best, a legend, uh, trailer came out for his upcoming movie silence. Now this is interesting. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched the trailer, blackout congregation, here's your one trailer. I think this is officially a trailer. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and check it out. But the premise of this is interesting and it already looks beautiful. <clears throat> Scorsese's out here moving this camera. He's out here placing this camera, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's gorgeous. It doesn't look like. What's his last movie, Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Uh, it looks nothing like a Scorsese movie that I have seen before. And the concept is, like, the concept of the movie is something that I want to see. I believe Christian missionaries in Japan Yes, is is what we're talking about. And here. the short version, without telling a whole lot, is they're going out there to see about somebody who, who went out there before them. Mm-hmm. That's why I'll leave it. Mm-hmm. Check the trailer out yourself, but if it seems like something interesting to you, shoot me a tweet, let me know. Now, what I think is really interesting is this is the first trailer for this movie that has been released. Mm-hmm. This movie comes out... <clears throat> Christmas weekend. Mm-hmm. This is this is that's crazy. That's close. Yeah, that's real quick. I mean, this is a different style than I think what we're used to with so many other major trailer for the trailer films. Yeah, trailer one. They're teasing trailer it. two. TV two trailer. years ahead of time. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, now, um, what what movies are coming out around Christmas that you're excited about? What is uh, what is the movie Passengers? I think uh, Passengers, Space John with uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Chris yeah. Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in that. My, the movie Silence. I really want to see is Fences. Of course. Denzel yeah. Washington. Yeah. Fences. Mm-hmm. I, I always go out with my friends on Christmas Day. We go to the theater. We have a Christmas movie we'll watch together. And it's, it's just a tradition that I have with my buddies. I will say... Fences is not going to work for that Christmas movie because too intense. Too intense. It's too emotional. I'm like, you know, it's all high spirits, enjoying it. I'm thankful Merry you. Christmas! Hooray, hooray. And oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just not prepared for it, so I'm going to save that one for some some privacy. It might be great. You never know. Which reminds me, actually, I just saw uh, the movie Nocturnal Animals. I want to see that. Tom Ford. Don't say anything, but don't even. You know what? Don't don't tell me anything. Okay, let me. I just, don't want to know anything. Well, let me just leave the room. You saw it though. I'm gone. I did see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I saw that movie. When you see it, we are going to speak on it. Mm-hmm. Are we going to speak on it on air? Is it that kind of movie? I think we all don't to. tell me. I think because we all now you, see, I detective brain is already kicking in. No, I, got I can't not be a detective. Turn it off. I can't. Click it off. It's impossible. I'm, all I'm saying, I saw the movie. Okay, that's it. All right. All right, that's my review. So we got Scorsese. Now, yeah. very <laughs> this is something very interesting. Adam Jackknife Tetris. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> Have you ever seen World War Z? The movie. Yes. Trash. Have you seen it though? Well, yes. you you say it's trash, so you've yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, imagine <laughs> okay. the brains uh-huh. and the gifts and talents that brought you World War Z mm-hmm. bring you. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? Uh probably. Winnie. The Pooh. I was not ready for that. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. World War World War Z director okay. is going to be in charge of the live action Winnie the Pooh. Your thoughts? Something that needs to come up here right now. Um, the director of World War Z, 
guy named uh, Mark Foster. Forster? Foster. I go Foster, with it. I think. Stay with it. Walk in it. He also did a James Bond movie, Quantum of Solace. How would you feel about that? That was the worst one. Mm-hmm. It was the worst one. And World War Z, IMO, in my opinion, not good. Not good. And we talked about this on the last episode. Why do we need to make every cartoon live action? Because there's money in it. Winnie the Pooh live action? Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, Weren't we talking about live action Sonic or something like that? Uh, Live live action Beauty and the Beast. There is a live action Sonic coming. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't get it. I I don't understand the resume. Like, who going to play Eeyore? (laughs) Huh? You gonna have Eddie Murphy do that donkey too? <laughs> yeah, was ER a donkey? Yeah, uh, yeah, he was a donkey. It was just gonna be Eddie Murphy just on Xanax. Who is this? He's just. Oh, you want me to play this donkey too? <laughs> yeah, you, you need to get a lot more sad than that. You're gonna be a lot more sad. I, I can't even hear. I can't even hear Eddie Murphy sad. Mm-mm. I don't know what it sounds like. You know what Eddie Murphy sad sounds like? Him looking at the uh, the critical reception of Pluto Nash. Ugh. That's how they be like. Here's what we need. You're gonna come in here. You're Eddie Murphy's still an amazing actor. Yes, like he is. he's he's got some acting chops. You just haven't seen him do anything good since like Dreamgirls and and Shrek. Yeah, he was great in Dreamgirls. Have yeah. you seen Dreamgirls? Yeah, he was awesome in Dreamgirls. Yeah. He was very good, but he took a little turn for a little while where he's doing like Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, you know that's what happens with a lot of black comedians. Mm. Minus Kevin Hart thus far, and minus Dave Chappelle because Dave Chappelle, I'm going to Africa. You ain't putting me in a dress. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. I ain't Half baked too. Are we there yet? Speaking of which, we did not put this in the news, but let's talk about it. Mm. If if you may or may not know, depending upon where you are in age, Dave Chappelle had a very famous, you know, successful TV show on Comedy Central, The Chappelle Show. He got offered fifty million dollars to continue doing it. He turned it down. That's right. Moved to Africa because he said he did not feel comfortable. They were asking him to do things that were against his belief systems. He wasn't comfortable with what's going on. He'd rather live on a farm with his family. You know, live a regular life, quiet life. Dave Chappelle has since come back, been on Saturday Night Live. Yep. Fantastic job. He's been doing stand-up around the world. He signed a $60 million contract with Netflix to put out three stand-ups, two from his vault and one new one. Yeah. There's something to be said about that. That is very... That was like 11 years ago. Yeah. So that dude stood for what he believed in, knew his value, came back, got more... And I mean, in a time like this, mm-hmm. like he's probably going to be more pivotal than ever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, no diss to people who, you know, the black comics who have taken the direction they've taken. But, you know, you also have to appreciate guys who decide, well, I don't want to do that. I want to do things a different he way. Has, he has become famed for his, his insistence to not return to some of his old characters and his old stand-up too mm. you know he was doing i think an the oddball comedy tour and uh the story went around that everybody was yelling at him like do tyrone bigums do a char- do a character from the Chappelle show yeah and he stood on the stage and said no i, I think he just sat on a stool yeah somebody did smoked. something and, and read a book yeah and that was it it reminds me of andy kaufman Andy Kaufman is one of my favorite like comedians, entertainers in in you know, our time. And Andy Kaufman was known for the character that he played on the show Taxi. And he comes out and he was going to uh, tell some jokes and, and give a talk. And everybody's out there, you know, like, do the character from Taxi. And he, he sat on the stage and he just read a book. He's like, no, I'm not. Mm, I'm not that kind of entertainer. I'm not doing that. I would just you. sit on the stage and tweet. These people sitting here asking me to do Tyrone Biggums. Are you doing Kanye then? 
He's just going to pull Kanye? You're on that Trump shit? Is that what that is? Because Kanye coming out and they're like, hey, play a song that we like. And he's like, no, I'm going to tell the truth. Right. I'm a truth teller. Right. I'm going to use this stage. It's my power. And your money to tell you how I feel about Taylor Swift. Totally off topic. Let's just, let's just talk about that for a second. Heck. This bull is definitely in need of some long, long times with a night mask, earplugs, blackout curtains, mm-hmm. just turn on just rest i hope it's time for you to just rest recover talk through some things yeah you are extremely gifted and talented but i have to say as a fan of kanye west i feel like i've just been progressively watching this dude spiral since his mother passed away Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like when we say i miss the old kanye we're 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 serious like i miss miss there's a kanye before his mother passed and a Kanye afterwards that you can clearly see the progressive difference Mm -hmm. in a lot of things. Now, we've seen a lot of people who do have different things going on in their personal lives make amazing art. Yeah. But I think that goes to speak to what we value. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll take your, we'll take entertainment at the expense of you a yeah. lot of times. At the expense of your health. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I loved Yeezus. I loved My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That's my favorite kind of I album. loved Pablo. I really did. You and I experienced that mm-hmm. Pablo. We went out to the theater yeah. and we yeah. did that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we talked for a long time about like, what is up with this dude? Because he was acting strange at the Yeezy season three. But I hope, I hope, I hope that he is getting healthy. That he is reconnecting with things that are important to him. He is taking time to exhale because he's been on a whirlwind. Yeah. And I cannot blame him for speaking on the things that he wants to speak on. He is, mm-hmm. he is the podium. He's on the soapbox. You paid to see me, so I get to tell you what I want but to say. But the stuff he's saying is inexcusable. Yeah. The stuff that he's <sighs> saying about Donald Trump. Like, you're the same guy who said George Bush doesn't care about black people. Mm -hmm. You're the same guy who's been speaking out against racism. You're the same guy who's been speaking about social justice and has been a large point of your career. You're the same guy who has all this influence, who has people out here wearing, you know, shredded up hoodies and, you know, buying- Making literal millions of dollars on the the merch at your shows. Yeah, you know, and like, and all we've done as, as people of color- Black people have been support you, yeah, and buy your stuff and listen to your music, and it's it's like what's going on right now? Like, yeah. what is what is happening here? So it's definitely something where you want to you want to assume positive intent, but there's certain things that come out of somebody's mouth that I was raised in my family. When people tell you, when people show you their true colors, believe them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So him saying stuff like that is just like, and then to double down on it mm-hmm. and not go, here's what I meant. It's like no. This is what I, it's like, bro, like, nah, man, I can't excuse that. I can't be on some, you know what I mean? Like, you've been, you've been wilding for a while, but I think this is one of the things that's like, okay, now, yeah. you have a lot of influence. You have a lot of influence to be saying these things. If you really believe them, you can really believe them. Yeah. But you're going to catch, you're going to catch these verbal hands like everybody else does on Comic Book Junto. But this is two shows that he had scheduled for Philadelphia, both of them canceled. Because he had that one cancel when there was a scare with uh, his wife. Potentially mm-hmm. like being held up and, and mm-hmm. mugged in mm-hmm. Paris, and that was canceled the first time, and it got canceled again because now he has ended the tour. And you, know, you know when he cut when he cut out early on that show, yeah. they refunded all those people their money. That's right. And not what, Kanye. I think that was Ticketmaster. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And from what I'm hearing, you know, Kanye stands to lose a lot of money as well, and it's 
I hope it's worth it. I hope he gets healthy, and I hope it's I don't, worth you know, because I don't know that man. I don't know what's going on with him. No, you know. So all I can say is one: I can speak about what you said. What you said is not okay. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I can speak about what has been reported to us in news. I hope you get okay. Comic book Junto, twenty years from now, Kanye West movie. Who's playing Kanye West? You know they're doing a biopic. You know they're wow, doing a we're going to be old when that happens. That's right. So it's going to be somebody we don't even know exists right now. Matt Damon, you're right. Oh, God. You're so right. <laughs> He's diverse. He's just incredible. Uh, Jaden Smith. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll give you that. I can see it. I can it's see got, it. It's going to be somebody we don't know, because that's going to be like 30 years from now. Yeah. You know, when Kanye West, if he's like, Lord, you know, Lord willing, he's still with us, is... You know, 60, 70 years old. It is 2016, and I am predicting right now that that film will be called I Miss the Old Kanye. That's what, that's my prediction. What if that actually happens? I'm just, I'm, Can, putting, did, I'm putting money on it. Does somebody own, somebody, I'm not going to say it on air. A time machine? Somebody own a time machine so they can see if I got that? Yeah. I miss the old Kanye. You come back and you go, Octavius, <laughs> it's him. <laughs> it's always been him. <laughs> Am I, am I early? Am I too early? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> also, the Cubs win the, the World Series. So put some. Oh, I just missed that. Dang, I'm sorry. I could have made you some money on that. Oh, man. Apologies. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. You came back like a couple months too early. I'm sorry. It's hard to get down, honestly, this, this uh, uh, time-traveling technology. Like, I have a hard time with Snapchat. Time-traveling technology is just difficult to get down. Like, maybe yeah. I'm not with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting around to it. Well, work on the flux capacitor a little bit more. I can always go backward in time and try to perfect, which is a nice thing. But I'm stuck in this I loop. I think if there's one thing the X-Men have taught us over the years is don't mess with time. That is a good point. But they keep doing it. Yeah, they do. The same ones that taught us not to do it, we learned it by them messing it up over they and over again. Leave time alone. They do not learn. All right, back to speaking of time, what's going to be happening in the future. 2018, which we're all looking forward to. Yep. Can't wait to get here soon enough. Black Panther. February, I think. February 16th, 2018, Black Panther comes out, and we have a new casting piece of information. Yep. Angela Bassett. The one and only. Is going to be playing in Black Panther. She's going to be playing... I think it's Ramonda. Ramonda, which yeah. is T'Challa and Shuri's mother. I wonder if they're going to mess around with the story there, because the, uh, the comic books have Ramonda as T'Challa's stepmom. Uh, T'Challa's uh, oh, excuse me. actual mother died during childbirth, and Ramonda came in. She was uh, uh, another wife to his father, uh, T'Chaka. Uh, so I wonder if they're going to change that around to make it a little more simple, uh, where Ramonda will just be his mom. But, you know, we'll be checking in with Ramonda after he Black Panther lost his father. She lost her husband in uh, Civil War, Captain America Civil War. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I can't wait. The cast of that movie just keeps getting better and better. Michael B. Jordan, mm -hmm. um, Chadwick Boseman, mm -hmm. Forrest Whitaker. Mm -hmm. We've got um, Ryan Coogler behind the camera. Yep. We've got Angela Bassett. Yep. Um, who else do we have? We have uh, the um, woman who, Lupita. Um, yeah, Nyong'o. Lupita. Uh, we also have the woman who did the visuals for Lemonade. Yes. Her name escapes me at the moment, but I mean, it's just getting. Uh, I don't. Even, I'm sorry. I don't know right. the, the 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 woman's name. Move or be moved. Just that. From, oh yeah. 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 yeah and yeah. even the one who plays Michonne. Mm -hmm. Like this. This Marvel movie has to be the most famously well casted origin story movie. Thus it's far. huge. You it's know, huge. Because all of these people that, like, hey, this movie's going to be 90% black people. Um, who are we going to get casted? Every black 
good, <laughs> every gonna, good black actor and actress. <laughs> let's talk ever. about let's talk about how Black Panther is going to be like the the original kings of comedy <laughs> of, for the Marvel, Marvel universe, right? <laughs> gonna call no grown man delicious. <laughs> we got we got Bruce Bruce in there, <laughs> Cedric the Entertainer, Cedric. Oh, oh, my oh man, God. Steve Harvey in there. Oh, my See, God. the problem is with y'all is this: show me hot pants, oh, like Steve. Funny. Steve, we not on Family Feud. You can't just do whatever you want to do. In, in that's the movie. funny. That is very funny. Okay, moving on. Uh, also, big names, big, highly respected names. Are you familiar with Lin Manuel Miranda? Indeed. The, the man behind Hamilton, which is huge. I can't say that I've listened to or seen Hamilton. Of course, I haven't seen Hamilton. Them tickets is I don't know how you get hard tickets to, that. to get a hold of. I don't know what kind of lottery you do. Unless need you're to Mr. Win. Pence. Unless you, <laughs> exactly. You just roll up in there. Unless you're the candy kingpin and you're just, you're out there selling them Twizzlers like you're <laughs> you're right. busting for it. Right. Lin-Manuel I got to get back Miranda, on my grind. He was, uh, he was speaking in an interview and he was talking about uh, his thoughts on the Marvel Universe. He's a big fan of Marvel. This guy's a geek. And he talked about his wishes and dreams to be included in the MCU in the future. And who does this man want to port- uh, portray? Who does he want to play? Very interesting choice. In the MCU, but Carnage. Wonder how he picks that one. Cletus Cassidy. How does he, how does he pull that? I don't know. He says if if Marvel were looking to do a maximum maximum Carnage movie and bringing Carnage into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he wants to be the man, Cletus Cassidy. I don't. I would have never guessed. Would have never guessed. But now I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to see this. Is Cletus going to be rapping, singing? I've never seen Dancing? Cletus do a musical number, but he's also crazy. So I I wouldn't put it beyond. We him. shall see. We shall see. Absolutely. All right. This is a. Uh, kind of touching on something that we spoke about one of our past episodes we talked about the whipping point we talked about the possibility of marvel studios and fox coming together Mm -hmm. and the possibility of seeing a crossover between marvel cinematic universe and the x-men so kevin uh, feige's got some words updates on that Mm -hmm. so here's 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 what he says (laughs) let me get the quote um so here's what it's saying Feige spoke to a variety about a myriad of topics and at one point was asked since if they uh, was asked since if they could partner with Fox as they did with Sony for Spider-Man and Feige said it's an impossibility at this juncture. So we, we certainly have no. enough films to keep busy for a number of lifetimes. Yep. That's it. That's about it. That's it. That's not all he talked about, by the way. He also talked about something that I've never even thought about, which is the fact that at a certain point in time, these franchises will be running for so long that we might see new actors and actresses taking the helm of characters that we've seen on screen. Mm -hmm. For example, Tony Stark, at some point in time, will continue making money for Marvel, but Robert Downey Jr. might not be doing it. Or Steve Rogers... Captain America is always going to be relevant in the Marvel Universe. I promise this, but it might not always be Chris Evans. And I was like, you know what? I never even thought about that. But like, of course, this money train, this ain't going to end yeah. anytime soon. Yeah. And just like James Bond, we get a new Bond. Well, no. We we, uh, so just like uh, Spider-Man. Well, no. We got a lot of Spider-Mans. It's different. There'd be a lot of Spider-Mans. It's different. How, how is it different? Multiverse. Mm. Because 
the nature of these characters is Batman doesn't ever look different. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark doesn't ever look different. Now, of course, you have different illustrators take on them and they're drawn differently, but like Peter Parker's never going to just pop up with a new face out of somewhere, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. The only way they justify it or explain it in comics is they multiverse it some sort of way. Mm-hmm. You know, another Spider-Man or another person takes on, you know, the mantle. And I think that's something, but like they said, they're so far away. And one of the points they made was if Iron Man, for example, you know, decides, uh, Robert Downey Jr. decides I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. This has been great. This is da 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 I could see it being a situation where he would have to go away for so long Mm -hmm. and we would have to build up our franchise so much without him that now when we bring him back, it's almost like for the first time. Sure. It can't be fresh off the back of Robert Downey Jr. I'm I'm with you. It can't be fresh off the back of Chadwick Boseman. You know what I'm saying? It's got to go from Chadwick to Shuri or Shuri to Chad. You know what I'm saying? Like it's got to... Like, you can't just replace Rick with another person's face and go, this is Rick from yeah. The Walking Dead. It's like, because everybody's going to go, you're not my dad. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, like, sometimes you're not I, my real dad. That, sometimes that happens. Game of Thrones has casting changes in between seasons. But for major characters? But for the most part, not for major characters. And that's why I was thinking of a franchise like James Bond. But you're right. Marvel has this this. Well, comic books. unlimited resource comics and yeah. has the 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 unlimited resource of the multiverse. If they ever wanted to, they could say, "Yo, this phase of MCU was on the six one six, but now we're going to move over here, and we could we could actually do that." Or internet spoilers for Doctor Strange three, two, one. It's your fault because of Doctor Strange. We don't even need to reboot anymore. True, because of what happened with the multiverse, you, like. you can literally just. Like pop open the multiverse, Doctor Strange, and in comes Miles Morales, mm-hmm. and now Peter Parker's gone, mm-hmm. and in comes and now and now Bucky is so and so, and now you know, like Sam Wilson is such and such, and they're already doing these things in the comics that are leading the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're not just changing people's faces and yep, it's Peter Parker, but Peter Parker's Latino now, whole new character. It's a whole new character that's yeah. you know. So I think that that's probably more the direction they're going to go with, and because they have such a breadth of characters and content they don't have to go dag how are we going to make you know and even with like what they're doing with star wars and han solo and and yeah. um and um who's donald glover playing he's playing uh lando Garizzi. yeah so yeah. they're going making they're young lando and young young han yeah so they have all of those options to, to deal with when with the multiverse involved now there's really they can they with the sake of for the sake of continuity they can really make anything happen. That's true. You know, literally yeah. anything can happen. Yeah. Like in the comics, again, spoilers. Cyclops is back and he's a young kid now. Yeah. You know, like that's right. So yeah, yeah. I mean, old Logan, uh, old the man Logan. Wolverine. Yes. Um, like you also have multiple Wolverines now rolling around. You got. So and that's many a part of canon. It is a part of canon. A part of canon is the fact that there are multiple Wolverines that exist. I think it would be multiple really great. Nick Furies, multiple Spider Man. It would be really great if Marvel uses that as a resource. I hope as the movies continue becoming more main, mainstream, they get more comfortable sinking into some of those comic tropes. Like people have spent a, enough time watching comic book movies that now, okay, I can, I can. Fly along with the the multiple universe thing. Yeah, I think right now introducing some of that stuff is a little too much work for mm-hmm. some new fans. Mm-hmm. But you're right with a movie like Doctor Strange, we're, we're just dipping our toe. Let's just uh, let's just try this. Because they didn't really explain they explain the multiverse, but 
applicationally, yeah, they didn't really explain. They didn't show what that looked. They like. didn't explain the fact that Doctor Strange can literally open up another universe, mm-hmm. and they can come here and we can go there. That's right. Like, so I don't think for the casual movie watcher, they really have a grasp of what that means. And I'm sure they will build that up and develop that over time. Mm -hmm. Infinity, infinity wars, all the rest of that stuff. I'm excited. I mean, me and you could, me and you could end up in a Marvel movie, Marvel cinematic universe. It's entirely possible. Look, uh, look forward to, uh, Iron Man, Iron Fist of podcasting, of podcasting in 2029. We're going to be old. Featuring Adam and <laughs> Exactly. This is the one where they mostly just hang out at a retirement Right. Home. And when we find out that this, when we find out that all the stuff we were talking about was really going on in another universe, <laughs> they're like, we've been waiting for you. We needed you this entire time. I want to stay in the Marvel universe and go to space for a minute. Guardians of the Galaxy. Matt Damon up there? Um, you know, Matt Damon's everywhere. You can count on him. Underwater. Underwater. Under space. Under that Batman mask. In the jungle. Playing Kanye West. In the desert. Uh, <laughs> going up into space in Guardians of the Galaxy, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, James Gunn, has said that there were many Easter eggs in the movie. So, like, little secrets and nods and references to mm-hmm. other movies mm-hmm. and comics and that sort of thing. He hit a lot of Easter eggs in Guardians of the Galaxy. And not all of them have been found. In fact, there is one, apparently, that is just sitting there in front of all of our faces that no one has found, no one has pointed out to the director, James Gunn. And a lot of fans are looking for this Easter egg. They're scouring the film, coming up with a lot of complex ideas and theories. Like, when he says this, is that a reference to this? When I saw that, is that the symbol of this thing? Yeah. James Gunn keeps saying, no, y'all haven't found it. Now, one one person on Facebook has asked James Gunn, do you plan on revealing the big Easter egg from Guardians? I know you get asked this a bazillion times. Could you maybe give us a hint to where it looks at or where to look? He even goes as far as saying, like, I'm not even sure that you're telling us the truth. Like, is there even a secret to be found? And James Gunn says, if there's no Easter egg, I will give you $100,000. Copy this post on Facebook. I will consider it a legally binding contract signed James Gunn. So this man's out here saying, if there is none, I'll give you $100,000. If, in fact, I am lying, I'll give you $100,000. What do you think about that? I think that's funny. It reminds me of a no prize in comic books where somebody would like write in and say... So he could technically be lying. He could technically just never admit that... The Easter egg has been found, or just make up anything and make it an Easter egg. It's true. I mean, we want to assume positive. Intent. I assume positive intent. I assume James Gunn had done something so nerdy, so deep cut. The internet's going to be like, oh, I, I like it. I like the idea of this great big mystery. People still searching for twenty that years thing. later. Yeah, like the like this. There's, there's a movie on the man who dedicated his entire life. Yeah. To finding the James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. You got got whistleblowers out there saying it's a conspiracy theory. There is none. I'm like, I I just really enjoy this long mystery. Yeah, Yeah, well, the thing about Jaws is he dedicated his whole life to figuring it out. (laughs) He went mad. Said he'd found it time after time. It's like the King of Kong. You remember that documentary? The guy playing King Kong, or uh, Donkey One Kong. One night they found him banging on James Gunn's door. Don't even know how he found out how to get there. <laughs> Calling him a liar. <laughs> Said he'd found it. I devoted my life's work 
My whole life. Lost his wife, kids. <laughs> Dog bit him every time he saw him. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tell me the truth. I think it's fun. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Walking Dead news. I know you're excited about this. Yeah. This is the comic book stuff. So, uh-huh. you know, you can kind of like maybe perk up a little bit. That's right. But I'm currently still a reader of The Walking Dead. So the current story arc that's going on right now is the Whisperer War. Whisperer War uh, story arc. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be concluding very soon. And basically what we're sh- hearing is The Walking Dead will print and publish two comics in February of 2017, which is going to be the aftermath of this current arc. Sure. So issue 163 kicks off this new... 163? 163. Oh my good Kicks off a new story arc called Conquered, and it hits shelves February 1st. Um, and the only description... On this new issue reads, the aftermath, uh, in the aftermath of Whisperer Wall, or all is lost. Duh. So, if you're reading Walking Dead, you know, we got some stuff to look forward to, because it's getting intense. And, it, you know, this is, this is not a spoiler. This is just a question that a lot of people, I think, have been asking. If you were reading Walking Dead at any point in time, there's always this idea in the back of your head, Rick is going to get it at some point. Well, there's I a- always thought that, even though... Oh, 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 always, every single time I read this and, and I read words from uh, Kirkman, Robert Kirkman says, it, the story's not done. I have ideas for years and years. And I years heard that years. he won't even tell AMC how The Walking Dead ends. That's interesting. Now, there is an image. I heard Robert Kirkman knows what the Easter egg is in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what I heard. Said he found out that Robert Kirkman knew. <laughs> Went after him. I heard that Rick has one of the Infinity Stones. That's what I heard. Showed up on AMC's front door. <laughs> Said he found out where season 10 was being filmed. Demanded to know. Oh, wow. They locked him up. Yeah. Found a way out. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like, he dug his way out. He had this dug whole... his way out with a spoon. Said he reminded some something about a Shawshank. Yeah, thing. this whole Shawshank redemption. Never quite understood that. <laughs> Wasn't much of a movie guy myself. <laughs> Yeah, but there's this image um, that's out there of a bunch of zombie hands pointing up to the sky, Mm. and you see Rick's hand pointing up to the sky as well. Among the crowd. Among the crowd. Interesting. So, okay. We shall see. We shall see. We don't know anything about it, you know what I mean? But hey, we're going to have to find out. Mm -hmm. But it's always good to put a little bit of comic book news in here, what's going on. Um, Staying with comics. Have you seen Justice League back in the day? Yeah. Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, the old cartoons. Young Justice. Absolutely. Okay. Well, they've got this little spinoff kind of thing going on called Justice League Action. And that's going to be coming up pretty soon. It's going to be actually this Saturday, I think they said. I believe that's true. Yeah. This Saturday, it's going to be starting. And it's almost like a, a, a more kiddie version. Exciting thing is Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy, mm-hmm. Joker, Batman. Mm-hmm. They're voicing those guys. I love it. We saw a trailer. What would you think? I like it. This is the kind of Justice League cartoon that I like. I think it's more fun. That kind of madcap, uh, quirky, over-the-top, mm-hmm. cartoon-ish version mm-hmm. of yep. all of these characters. Uh, I saw Zatanna was in there. I yep. really like Zatanna. She's one of my favorite DC characters. That it's like everybody's in there. Like I, any, yeah. any, any, it seems like all bets are on. Or they got the new. From, how do you uh, say it? Anybody could show up. They got the new Blue Beetle in there too. Yeah, with the Jaime. new suit and everything. Um, I'm into it. 
I, I think it looks like a lot of fun, and it's been a while since I've kept up with the cartoon. I'm getting ready to get uh, into Young Justice because I need to catch up on a lot of that. Are you not caught up with Young Justice? No. As per you, you've told me that I need to Exciting. be up on it. I'm so excited for you. I'm going to be getting into that, but I'm, I like it. I like the animation. I like it the way everything looks. Martian Manhunter looks dope. Um, they do kind of look like action figures. All of yeah. Them, you know? But I'm, yeah, I'm Kind of reminds me of, what was the Batman one that was more kitty? Wasn't it called Batman the Brave and Bold? Batman the Brave and the Bold. It's, yeah. it's, it's like a similar vibe. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last story. Tell me about this. Uh, the last story is a new TV show idea based on the, the, the movie Snowpiercer. Did you see that movie? Yes, I did. Snowpiercer was... Captain America's in it, but he didn't have a shield for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. He lost it somewhere on the train, I think. Huh? Yeah, he lost it somewhere on that train. All right. You remember when he was on that train and Captain America First Avenger? Yeah, that, that's that's the train was called the Snowpiercer? Yeah, I believe that was the Snowpiercer, okay. right? And then Bucky fell off of it. And that's when he got... He was inside and uh-huh. like eating... Crickets. Right. That's right. Gotcha. Cricket yellow. Uh, Snowpiercer was, a, I think, originally based on a manga, a book. And uh, the movie was pretty cool. It was really big when it came out a few years back. And right now, there's a television property being planned on Snowpiercer, which I think is interesting because as a movie, I enjoyed it a lot. I really enjoyed it because it was just weird and it was different from anything I've seen before. I don't know how much juice they can wring out of that to make an entire series. Well, they can, you know, if you change the story a little bit and twist this and add that. Yeah. It can really do a lot of stuff. I'm, I have no doubt that they'll be able to do a lot of really interesting things with it, but it's it's going to be coming from uh, the same people who produced Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, uh, the folks who were behind Prison Break. Okay. Um, so, you know, people who have, you know, people who have experience doing this. And Snowpiercer was really cool, and it looks like they're going to do this show for TNT. Um, I got an idea, like maybe it's like Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica is based on this idea that all that is left of humanity is now on a ship in space. And what do you do with that last pocket, that like Noah's Ark? These are the only people remaining, the only humans. How do we deal? And it seems like Snowpiercer was kind of based on that too. You had all these different caste systems, a whole society on this one train. Um, yeah, I'm into it. I'm, I'm cool with it. One train. Anyway, ASAP Rocky TV show Snowpiercer One Train. Doot, doot, doot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're trying to move fast. So we're going to get into our Ask CBJ segment, our talk back segment. So if you have any questions you want to ask us, shoot us a tweet using hashtag Ask CBJ. And also you can send us questions to our email, comicbookjunto at barefoot.com. That's B3ARFRUIT.com. Um, and we could read your question aloud on the show and then answer it. All right. So let's take one or two of these and then we're going to get into our talkback segment. So here's what we got here. Let me see. Um, let me pick one. Got a few to choose through. Mm-hmm. All right. I, got, I got backup plans too. When we don't have talk back, I picked up this card game, nerd code or uh, nerd, nerd card revoked. Mm-hmm. And when we don't have talk back, I'm pulling a card from the deck and we're going to run on that. Mm. That's my Explain idea. that a little bit. Nerd card revoked is a, a card game that I picked up. A friend of mine had black card revoked and it's like questions you should know if you're black, like questions about black media and history and entertainment, that sort of thing. A lot of it is opinions. And the whole concept behind black card, like 
as someone who is black, who's a part of the black community, yeah. there are certain things that are culturally expected that you're supposed like to you're know. Like you're supposed to know. You know, yeah. by, by being black, you're supposed to know this. So what happens a lot of times is someone will say something and someone will go, I never seen that. Or what are you talking about? And everybody black will look at you like, what? Uh-huh. What do you mean? Aren't you black? Like you, this is like, you know, and if you don't have it, same way you could like use, lose a member's card for like some sort of valuation. Uh-huh. The whole idea is we revoke your card. Mm-hmm. So from the game, if you get a certain amount of things wrong and you lose a point every time you get something wrong and after you get to, I think it's like 10 points, your black card gets revoked. Yeah, that's so right. It's a similar concept with this. Yeah, that's right. And, and I picked this up online. It's from a company called Cards for All People. And it's stuff like, you know, questions about plot details and just general nerdy stuff. But a lot of it is just majority rules opinions. Like, you know, uh, if you could have a supernatural ability, what do you pick? And then you go through the line and everybody's got to justify why you choose the thing. Mm-hmm. And... If you get it wrong, you're in the minority, and then right. you get your card revoked. But right. If we don't have talk back, I'm pulling a card from the deck. All right. So here's we go. We got um, Simba Sparks. He says, if you had to choose between reading comics with superheroes, Batman, or reading comics with regular people, kill or be killed, for the rest of your life, which one would you choose? You talking about reading comics about those superheroes, things? not like side by side. Hey, Batman, what you reading right now? I'm reading a book about myself. Oh, okay. Right. Am I reading with in a like Batman? With, I'm reading with him. No. Am I reading about him? About him. Okay, I got you. If you had to choose between reading superhero stories for the rest of your life or non-superhero stories for the rest of your life, which would you choose? Oh, I know that no matter what I do, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here because there's good stuff everywhere. I but I'm going to say I'm reading about superheroes and capes because when I'm reading comics, one of my expectations is to be able to step out of my life for a moment. I deeply enjoy the way that this this medium, this art form can reflect my life and expose me to things I didn't know about. But I really like it as a form of recreation mm-hmm. and escapism. And if I didn't have that, man, I'd be sad. Mm-hmm. I'd be rough. Here's my answer. How'd you feel? I challenge the question. Oh, I think the question presents um, a choice between two things as though they are exclusive, like you must choose one or the other. Mm -hmm. So the question is, would you rather read stories about superheroes or regular people? Mm -hmm. That assumes that superheroes are not regular people. Okay. That assumes that regular people are not superheroes. Uh Even though you said superhero, Batman. Batman is a regular person. Well... He's a regular person in the sense of writing the story. He's sure. actually, he's not a superhero in the sense and kill or be killed. That that's like mystical and science. Yeah, he ain't regular. And, you know what I mean? He yeah. ain't regular either. So <laughs> I think it's about. Um, so if I don't want to be difficult and just destroy Kenny's question, oh, if you don't want to be okay, it's too late for that. <laughs> right? I would I would pick superheroes. Yeah, but I would also challenge it and go. I think it's more about good storytelling because uh-huh. you can write a really bad story about superheroes. The <laughs> yeah. fact that the fact that they're superheroes doesn't make it good or bad. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But if I had to pick a genre, I would pick capes and cows. Yeah. It seems to me that this is almost like a, a it is a genre question. Like, would you rather read sci-fi or fantasy? Right. It's like that. You know, yeah. But I would pick capes. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm yeah, about I want, I, I, there, cause there's something I'm about I, that action. What about that action? <laughs> there's there's something about capes and cows and blaster guns and spaceships and outer space and you know alternate dimensions that are a little different than just like hard boiled crime noir, mm-hmm. which are both fa- valuable and it's also cool when they mix together. And I think that's the thing that kind of makes me go uh, because that's what we're doing. We're mixing. That's what these the good 
cape stories are about. It mm-hmm. mixes both. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like dis- dis- detach itself from reality, so to speak. Yeah. You know? No, it's about the combo. It's the combination of those things. Yeah. That, the peanut butter chocolate cake. With, with Kool Aid, yeah, it's right. about the combo, right? That's what this is. That's gonna be a long name if we choose to decide <laughs> <laughs> with Kool Aid. Thank you, Simba Sparks, for yes. the question. Uh, I pulled one up that I want to ask because I think it's timely for the holiday. This is coming to us from Fizz versus the World, and he writes to us and says, "To keep in tune with the holiday, what are you thankful for this year in terms of comics?" Mm. Hashtag Ask CBJ. Yeah. What are you thankful for in terms of comics, Octavius? Power Man and Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say overall, Power Man, Iron Fist, Black Panther, Spider-Man. Those are some great books that we've read. And I would really say the advancement in representation in comics. Yeah. Seeing people that look like me has meant a lot. Yeah. I'm very thankful for that because that's something that I've wanted for a long time. And even getting it, I didn't, I, I didn't recognize how much I wanted it until yeah. I actually got it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, want, I knew I wanted it, but even getting it made me go, oh, man, I've been wanting this for years. Yeah. And seeing kids, oh, that even does more for me than myself. Seeing kids get into it, mm-hmm. that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I am very thankful that we are in a point in geek culture where we have more representation on the creative side. I like the fact that we are seeing more people of color, more women, more uh, non-majority... Uh, Non-Matt Damon. Non-Matt Damons who are getting into comics as creators, as illustrators, mm-hmm. as storytellers, editors. Uh, you know, I think that's amazing. Um, I'm, I feel very thankful that we are in a position where we can have multiple books about Wakanda. I'm, I'm thankful that we can have many black female superheroes. I'm thankful that we have... Uh, even beyond that, I'm thankful that we can have a mockingbird issue and she's wearing a t-shirt on the cover that says, ask me about my feminist agenda. I'm like, I think there's a lot of really strong creative ideas coming from comics right now. What I'm really thankful for is the, the community that surrounds comics, the maturity, the discipline, the, the critical reception in comics. I'm thankful, thankful for our show, comic book Junto being able to have a place to survive. Yeah. I'm thankful for uh, websites like the Mary Sue. I'm thankful for Bleeding Cool and comicbook.com asking tough questions. I'm like, I, I think this is a good time to be a geek because we're looking at ourselves and our habits and we're saying, is this cool? How we get better? Can we have difficult conversations? Yeah. And, and one, and like, like you said, I'm thankful for Comic Book Junto. Yeah. This provides a place for me to be myself and, and really enjoy geek culture in a deep way that I don't normally without it yeah and i appreciate and i'm thankful for all of you guys that listen all of you guys that email us all you guys that tweet at us all of you guys that you know say kind things and ask us questions and and actually engage with us that retweet the show that you know give us likes give us you know all of that stuff oh yeah i'm thankful for i'm thankful for you guys um and i'm looking forward to continuing to do this yeah because this is great thankful you guys supporting us through shin godzilla Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like and all of this came around one day, seeing someone with a brown bag, mm-hmm. being like, hey, you read comics? And look what's come up. So I'm, I'm thankful for geek culture and comics because a lot of growth and development relationships have come all around that connection and sharing what we love. In that way, too, I'm thankful for Miles Morales 
because that's what brought me where I was mm. at that day when I went to Fat Jacks and picked up his picked up his first book. My Miles Morales being on the scene was special enough to draw my attention. Yeah, and then I'm I'm sunk every week, every Wednesday. I'm picking up books now. Earth thing change. I gave my kidney up because Miles Morales. <laughs> Thank you, Miles Morales. I appreciate you, Miles. Thank you. It's it's uh, it's legit. I've always felt like he's kind of an avatar for the way that I feel about being a geek now, being it's culturally legit. conscious. It's it's too legit. It's too legit. It's too legit. Absolutely. All right, this is getting out of hand. Agreed. Okay, now let's get to books of the week. Uh huh. Sounds like we're moving a little fast, but we are because we're trying to get back to the peoples. We're gonna run. We're gonna run through it. My books of the week. I picked up A D. After Death, Jeff Lemire and Scott Snyder. Excited about that one. That's a book, man. It's a big book. I picked up Black Monday Murders, number two. Number three came out this week, but I'm a little behind, so I picked up number two. And, or number four, I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm real wicked behind. Civil War Two issue seven. That's our book of the week. I also picked up Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, number 13, because that is uh, Marvel Now, number one. And DC's Vigilante, issue number two. All right, here's what, what I got. got. Now, I don't have a brown bag because I went to a different comic book store Shameful. and they gave me a plastic Shameful. bag. Um, so still happy brown bag day, though. I got the Prowler number two. Yep. I got Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 13, but that's actually number one. Yep. Um, I got Venom number one. I got Vigilante Southland number two. I've got Batman Beyond number two. And I got Civil War two number seven. And our book of the week is Civil War II, number seven. And I have so many things that I want to say about a lot of the books that I've picked up this week, but maybe I'll sit on those until we have uh, more time next week. But I do want to talk about Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur at some point in time. And uh, This is the beginning of a new arc? It is the beginning of a new arc. And it's interesting to pick that book up. I have a lot of thoughts about it. I also want to talk about Venom, man. I miss Rick Remender when he was on Venom. Hmm. I miss that. What are you going to do? So you don't like that? I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, Civil nah. War 2, <laughs> number 7, is our book of the week. It is a continuation of the major arc. Uh, that is Civil War 2, uh, warring factions of superheroes, Captain Marvel versus Iron Man, all fighting over the, the projections of the new inhuman Ulysses. Um, one more again. This is coming to us from Brian Michael Bendis. And uh, uh, it's it's a beautiful book, as always. And what are we looking at in this issue? Well, a lot of things going on. We kind of pick back up with uh, Ulysses um, where we left off, like right where we left off. Ulysses is there in like trance mode in New Atlanta. Adelan. Adelan. Yeah, I always mess that up. So New Adelan, and we see all the Inhumans kind of land there, and he's there vibing out, listening to some, you know... Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. Just, just, finished, if you want it. just finished eating peanut butter, chocolate shake with Kool-Aid, <laughs> and this is what happens to you. This is why you can't do it. He's in a sugar, sugar oh, trance That's right what now. this is. He's vibing out so hard, he is visiting a different dimension. Yeah, so, you know, Karnak is there yelling and screaming at him, and Medusa is talking to him, and he's just not responding. And it seems like he shows up in Old Man Logan. Yeah. Like, the, the illustration has changed? Is this the same illustrator from Old Man Logan? Yes, in fact. So, it's almost like Old Man Logan and Civil War have a direct connection this whole time that we didn't know was happening. Now, I have a thought 
into what is happening here. I think Ulysses is revealing his true power set. And I think what Ulysses is capable of, capable of doing Multiverse? is seeing into other dimensions, seeing into other universes. So the projections that he is ah. offering, in my opinion, maybe not as reliable because they don't always pertain to the universe that they are in, that he is in, that I am in. So when he's seeing Miles Morales standing over Steve Rogers' dead body, how can I guarantee that happens in this world? And when I'm thinking of Ulysses, I'm thinking of the book Ulysses, and the book Ulysses is very difficult to read Mm -hmm. because it looks, it references so many different pieces of literature, different genres, different writers, different time periods that you need to have like the internet, Google, you need to have a dictionary, you got to have a thesaurus, you got to be surrounded by things so you can look, what what is this a reference to? What is this a reference to? And now I'm thinking Ulysses has these references to other worlds. So maybe these projections, they ain't happening in the 616. Hmm. Maybe he's, he's an inhuman that is aware of the way the world used to be before Secret Wars. Hmm. You know? So, when I saw him pop up in the Old Man Logan zone, I'm thinking, oh, hold on. He saw the Hulk killing everybody, but what if he was seeing a different universe? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yo, what if that's the Hulk from Hulk ver- Old Man Logan? That's what's up. And th- oh my god, yo, mind blown just now. That's what's up. And just what? seeing that this so is So wait, a- so hold on. Let me let me say it back to you. Mm. So, spoilers. We didn't do our spoiler wall. <laughs> but spoilers. <laughs> Look, first- if you're sticking with us for Civil War 2 number 7, I hope that you've heard this before, but we're getting into it and we're going to spoil some stuff. So join us for the Junto, but 3 2 1, it's too late. It's your fault. <laughs> well, it's our fault. Yeah, it is our fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so Old Man Logan, the original Old Man Logan, the original Old Man Logan, mm. Hulk basically wild out and killed everybody. That's right. Yes? Yeah. Who wrote that? Uh, the original one was Mark Millar. That was Mark Millar. So that's the guy who did okay. Kick-Ass and all them. Right. Your favorite. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Top 10. Right. So Hulk wild out. Killed everybody. Mm. Logan gets old, of course, because he has the healing factor. He lives. He hasn't died yet. Mm-hmm. And he lasts until then. Mm-hmm. And old man Logan is a square off between him and the Hulk gang. That's right. He kills Hulk. Or does he kill? Or, or Hulk's children. And the Hulk's children are left over. Is Hulk still alive? I believe at the end of that one, he does kill he Bruce does, Banner. He does kill Bruce Banner. Yeah. Okay. So... Maybe Ulysses saw that world, mm-hmm. and that was the path. That was he saw Hulk killing everybody. Mm-hmm. And if that lo- time ki- time period continues, it goes into Old Man Logan, Hulk Gang, and all that kind of stuff. True. And that's a whole nother universe. True. Now, if it, now since all of that has crossed over, remember when Logan, when we were reading Old Man Logan, he gets to the current universe, which is I don't know what it's called anymore, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like, "What's going on here?" And the first thing he does is attack. You know, totally awesome Hulk. Mm-hmm. Because he thinks, aha. Yeah. So I that is a so direct he connection this, to the old man Logan universe. But it, in my mind, I think it's not even limited to that. I think Ulysses might be able to accidentally peek into other universes as well. 
Like, what what if he sees the World War Hulk version? What if he sees the Ultimate Universe? What if he's uh-huh. like, y'all, Galactus is on the creep, but really he's not actually mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. He just is elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking on like who else has experienced these worlds before and time hopping. Black Panther has. T'Challa remembers what happened before mm-hmm. Secret Wars. Yeah. So I wonder, you know, maybe what's happening here is Ulysses is a, is a key to a bunch of different universes. And understandably, uh, Carol Danvers is getting upset about what he might be seeing in this world, but I don't think it actually pertains to this world at all. That's my sense. Yeah. So the conversation. So Ulysses basically physically ends up. In this old man Logan universe, Hulk ends, I mean, Logan ends up killing one of the Hulk gang and they're having this conversation and Logan's talking to him and he's like, you know, I'm an inhuman. And, you know, he said all the inhumans died because of basically Tony Stark. Um, that's, that's kind of the conclusion, right? Yeah. Like Tony Stark is the reason why things are the way they are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, this is deep. I can't even think now because of what you just shared with me like that totally messed up my whole way of looking at this. Yeah. And what Ulysses finds out when he's talking to old man Logan in that other universe is uh, Tony Stark pushed her to do something, pushed her too far. And Ulysses is yelling at Logan, tell me, what did Tony Stark do? And Logan says, he pushed her too far. And Ulysses keeps asking, her who? Like, What are you talking about? Her who? And it comes down to him saying, hold up, wait. We need to stop Tony from engaging Carol Danvers because whatever Tony does is going to push Carol too far and Carol's going to do something and this is where we're going to wind up. This is how it's going to work out. And that's interesting. It's kind of like, we hold up. I, I know they're fighting over me right now, but the thing that needs to happen is everyone needs to stop. Lay down your arms. But that don't necessarily happen, does it? Nah. Not at all. Not I, at all. I do like that Miles Morales decides he wants to test this provision that Ulysses had of him killing Captain America by going to the Capitol to prove that nothing's going to happen. To prove that it's not going to happen. And Captain America shows up too yep. for the same reason. The to prove that nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And we see um, Director Hill. Yep. Right. And Carol are sitting down in the shield helicarrier having conversations and talking and a bunch of cops roll up on the Capitol and draw down on Miles. And they're like, look, yo, you know, take your mask off. Miles like, I ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, Director Hill calls everybody off. That's right. And Carol flies on down there and, you know, engages with Captain America and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So... And that whole process of what's going down, we see this conversation where Carol's like, look, you know, I can't sit here and just hope everything works out. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't just hope for the best. Mm -hmm. I have to be proactive because if something does actually go down and we could have stopped it, it's going to be bad. So just look, let me just get you somewhere safe. Yeah. Let me you know, kind of take care of this for you. Let's ensure nothing goes down. And I appreciate that from Carol. When she says to Miles, please let me get you somewhere safe. It, it's like, I'm just trying to be reasonable. And she even now. says he has to, he, we, we can't go take him. He needs He's to got choose spider for senses. He, he can't like, we, we can't make him do anything. He's got to choose for himself, yeah. which, which comes to conclude that, Hey, you know, she's kind of trying to reason while at the same time, stand for what she stand for, what she believes in. Yeah. And she goes to like, reach out and touch him. And there's this force field around him. Mm-hmm. 
come to find out, going back to the Spider-Man issue we just read, we saw an Iron Man-esque character mm-hmm. go flying by Genki and the YouTube, the, the internet vlogger. Yeah. We were like, is that Riri? Yeah, we guess it was Riri because of the, the silver kind of gunmetal suit. Come to find out, that was Tony. That's Tony, in fact. Yeah. Or, you know, we've seen that Tony has used a decoy in this arc before in, in Civil War II. So maybe it's a decoy, but either way, he is boosted. This dude is amped up in a brand new suit and he's, he's armed to the teeth and he's squaring off against Carol again, just like Ulysses says, please don't do this. So when I see this engagement happening, I'm thinking, oh shit, <laughs> this is not going to end nicely. And it seems like both of them are boosted up. Blue Marvel boosted Captain Marvel. So she's got something going on. Her powers are turned up and Tony's powers are turned up. And Tony put Miles behind a, a force field bubble to protect him from whatever's going down. And it doesn't end pretty. It looks like it looks like Captain Marvel might have punched all the way through Tony Stark. Well, I know she punched in the front and some came out the back. Yeah. He's so, like shattering through the back. Yeah. So I'm left with is this a trick? Is this another instance where Tony Stark is not actually in there? Or is that even a vi- is that a vision that Ulysses is having? Is that happening? But either way, Steve Rogers and Miles Morales both standing on the Capitol steps and just mouths agape. What the hell did we just watch? Oh, no. Because it looks like when Rhodey died. This, this reminds yeah. me of when Rhodey died. Yeah. So, like, it, it very clearly seems to suggest that Tony Stark was just killed. That, that Carol Danvers just killed Tony Stark. And then that uh, next issue, we see the Tony Stark's helmet. Is this issue number eight? Uh, the next one is issue number eight. La- is that the last one or are we going to nine? I think we're going to nine. I could be wrong. I got to check up on that. So that's what we got. Ooh. So uh, Civil War Two is is turning up. I've been enjoying 11. this. This I'm, has been a good book to follow as a group. I'm enjoying it too. And the thing that I'm left with is what's going to happen to Tony Stark. We've if you've read Invincible Iron Man featuring Riri, you know that Riri is on the scene and and Tony is absent for some reason. Uh, And I'm also curious, what's going to happen with Ulysses? Is Ulysses going to stick around as a character? After this giant event, will Ulysses still be someone who's on the scene? Are we going to see him in other books? Mm. Kicking around, doing something. I don't know. Because it could be interesting if he teams up with, let's say, Manifold, who has the ability to teleport, right? and go through different realms as we've seen in Black Panther. What if Ulysses is capable of using like a multi-dimensional spider sense? Oh, something bad is happening over in this universe. Multi-dimensional spider sense. And then wow. Manifold teleports him there. You know, I'm just I'm always curious of new characters. Are they going to stick around for a long time or do they just fade away? I don't know. We're going to have to find out. I want to find out what happens next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Looking at next week, we got Batman Annual number one, and we got Spider-Man number 10. Batman Annual. Is that Tom King? Who's this? Uh, So it doesn't say who actually... Well, Scott Snyder's a writer. Paul Dini's a writer. Tom King's a writer. Steve Orlando's a writer. Scott Wilson's a writer. So it looks like it might be like a compilation of writers or a compilation of stories. 
Uh, silent night, a hush of winter snow has fallen over Gotham City, but a quiet night in this place is never truly quiet. Batman and his allies and his many foes stalk the streets in this icy showcase of top talent. Okay. So it looks like we might have some multiple creators, illustrators, writers up on that. Yep. Little and anthology. Spider-Man number 10, which is, again, the continuation of the story, the events of Civil War. Um, and I hope Miles shows up in that issue. Yeah, I hope so, yeah. Um, and also, just some honorable mention, Ghost Rider number one comes out next week. Um, there's a old, new Old Man Logan arc that's starting also. So some other things for you guys to check out. Yeah. So that's all we got for this week. Mm-hmm. Love them the way you can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter if you want to keep the conversation going. Hit me up, Adam Tetris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, all using the same thing, at Octavius A. Newman, O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. Hit me up, holla at me, talk to me, let me know what your thoughts are, give me your feedback. Um, Recommend this show to somebody. Leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Leave us comments on SoundCloud. Follow us on SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter. Um, share this show. Retweet this show. Repost this show. Invite someone else to join the Junto. And I hope you guys had a good turkey day. Hope you guys ate a lot. Plenty of leftovers. Mm-hmm. Don't be eating leftovers from Thanksgiving at New Year's. Okay? Because <laughs> you done had them too long. Yeah. You're about to get yeah. sick. All right? Um, yeah. And listen, when you want to have peanut butter chocolate cake with Kool-Aid, Think twice, because you're going to look like Ulysses and start predicting the wrong future, and I don't want that for you. All right? So, we love you guys. That's it for this one. Uh, Until next time, peace. (laughs) 